Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, I pray for grace, the grace that works, that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Smith Wigglesworth was having an outdoor meeting. And it was, it, when he finished, it was late at night. It was dark. Everybody went home except Smith. Smith was standing there. And he noticed in the back that there was a man still standing there leaning against a lamppost. And Smith Wigglesworth realized that him leaning, he had to lean on the lamppost to stay upright, that he was wobbling. And Smith went back to him and he said, can I help you? And the man looked at Smith. And then he opened up his jacket. And inside his jacket was a silver-handled dagger, a knife. And he looked at Smith, and he said, I was on my way to kill my unfaithful wife, and I heard you speak. And he looked at Smith, and he says, I can't move. I can't move. Did you hear that? And Smith said to him, let's get on our knees. And while they were there in the middle of a street, in the middle of the night, God brought that man to Jesus. And he was born again. He was born again. And Smith took him home, and he spent the night there. And and when he came out of his bedroom the next morning, the man said, God has revealed to me Jesus. He said, I've seen Jesus. Smith gave the man some money. The man went to uh, lend him some money. The man went and got a home ready. And you know what? The unfaithful wife came back, and the house was filled with the love of God. How did it start? The man was born again. The man was born again. You're looking at me right now with your eyes about this big. Hang on. Jesus is coming. All right. Turn with me to John 3. Simple words. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The man was part of the Sanhedrin, a ruler of the Jews. So he was not only a political ruler, he was a religious ruler. He said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. You see, he knew Jesus was of God. He said, we know that thou art a man come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him. Now notice here. Jesus didn't tell the Nicodemus, you're doing a good job following those Ten Commandments. He didn't say that to him. He didn't say, boy, you're doing a good job following that law or or you need to obey the law of Moses. That's where you're messing up. Jesus didn't say that. Do you hear that? Listen to the words of your Messiah. 
How did Jesus answer a ruler of the Jews that knows he's from God? What does Jesus say? He says, verily, verily. That is surely in English. Surely. I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't even see it. You can't even see it unless you're born again. Jesus told a ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee, you must be born again. You must be born again. You know what that Pharisee was doing? He was obeying the law of Moses. He was following the Ten Commandments. And you know what Jesus told him? You must be born again. You must be born again. Let's go on. He said, for verily I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We don't have time today, but that water is the word of God. That water is the word, the word of the gospel. And of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can't even enter into the kingdom of God. You know what the kingdom of God is? The kingdom of God is not in word. As 1 Corinthians says, the kingdom of God is not in word. It's in power. It's in power. The kingdom of God is in power. Jesus walked in the kingdom of God. He cast out devils. He healed the sick. He opened the blind eyes. He raised the dead. How did he do it? He was walking in the kingdom of God. And you know what happens when you finish walking in the kingdom? You'll never finish walking in the kingdom of God. That walking in the kingdom of God will take you right on into eternity. Right on into glory. Right on into heaven. Now, you can't even see it unless you're born again. You can't even see the power of God unless you're born again. It says, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And now heareth the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh. And whether it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Turn with me to Luke 9, verse 59. I want to show you an interesting couple of verses here. This is Jesus speaking, and he's calling people to, be, to walk with him. Verse 57, it says, And it came to pass, as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I'll follow thee wherever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And then he said to another, this is Jesus, Jesus said to another man, Follow me. But the man said, Lord, suffer me first and go and bury my father. And look what Jesus said to him. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their dead. Let the dead bury their dead. Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Now, we know that a corpse cannot bury a corpse. A dead man, a corpse, cannot bury another man because he's dead. What is Jesus talking about here? The man is dead in the spirit. And notice, Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. He just called that man's family, that man's uh, people we knew dead. 
He called them dead. Let the dead bury their dead. Now, what does this mean by being dead? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. It may be a surprise to some of you, but you're dead. You're dead. Verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. Since by man came death, even so by man came also the resurrection of the dead. The next verse. For as in Adam all die. And even so in Christ shall all be made alive. We were alive once when Adam walked on the earth. When Adam was there, he was alive in the spirit and he walked with God and Eve walked with him. And guess what? God told him, uh, you can have any fruit in the tree of the garden, just not this one, not this one. So being the people we are, guess what tree we eat from? The one we're not supposed to. Eve ate the fruit, Adam ate the fruit. And you know what happened then? They died. They died. They died a spiritual death. And then later they died a physical death. Do you know the spiritual death will lead to the physical death? Do you know that Jesus said if you believe in him and you walk in him, you will never die? Do you know that? Do you know there's a real good chance and I believe it, I will never die? Kathy's out of here. I will be changed in an instant and I will go meet Jesus in the air. You know what? You can do that too. That's being alive. That's the life that Jesus is talking about. He was saying if the dead men bury the dead, they were dead spiritually. And if you do not have, if you are not born again, you are dead. Dead. And when your body dies, then your spirit will go somewhere you don't want to go, like hell. Turn with me to John 1, verse 12. I mean, John 1, verse 10. Jesus was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Notice, it says to as many as received him, received Jesus, to them he gave the power, the authority, the privilege to become sons of God. Sons of God, just like Adam was. A son of God, never to die. Never to die. He said, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, born of God, born again, born again. Go back to, let's go back to John 3. Let's go to verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? And knowest thou not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, 
He said, I say unto thee, we speak that which we do know and testify that which we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life should not perish. How? He that believeth in him should not perish, but have, everlasting, have every eternal life. 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Turn with me to John 17. We're going to find out what eternal life is. Eternal life might be different than what you think it is. I heard growing up in a denominational church, I can't wait, I just want to get a little cabin on the edge of glory land. You know, I, I was young. I would think, well, that's not so fun. Who wants a little cabin? All right, verse 1, chapter 17. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, right here, we are listening to Jesus praying to the Father. We get to get in on a conversation between the Messiah and Jehovah in heaven. What a privilege to hear these two talking. And what does Jesus say? Father, the hours come. Notice, it's a conversation, folks. There's two people here or two persons. There's Jesus and the Father. Jesus on earth. Jehovah in heaven, two, not one, two. How can you pray to yourself? All right, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son that thy son may also glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Eternal life. Now, what is eternal life? Eternal life is going to be defined in the next verse. What is the eternal life? And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, his son. That's eternity. That's eternal life, knowing the Father and knowing Jesus. Do you know that the moment you are born again, your eternity begins? Your eternity begins. It won't, if you are born again, your eternity started the moment you were born again. And it will never end. Your eternity will never end. What a wonderful thing. And what is that eternity? That you may know God. That you may know God and his son, Jesus Christ. Turn with me real quick to Psalm 88. I wasn't planning on this, but I want you to see what the opposite of that is. What happens when you don't know Jesus and you don't know God? Psalm 88, verse 4. Free among the dead. This is Jesus in hell speaking. He said, I am, verse 4, I am counted with them that go down to the pit. I'm as a man that has no strength. 
free among the dead like the slain that lay in the grave. Look at this next part. Whom thou rememberest no more. Who thou rememberest no more. Do you realize that if you're not born again and you die, you're going to hell and God won't even remember you ever existed. You will be out of his heart and out of his mind. That's hell, folks. And he said, and they are cut off from thine hand. That's the difference. Eternity is knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ. Now, turn with me to Romans 8. What do we get when we're born again? What happens to us when we are born again? What happens to our bodies? Romans chapter 8, verse 9. The second part's what I'm after. But be you not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, this is what I'm after. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Do you see that? This word, Paul speaks. This is the word of God. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That's what you get when you're born again. You get the spirit of Jesus. You don't get the Holy Ghost. You get Jesus. You get the life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You get life. You get the spirit of life. You get Jesus when you are born again. And go on to the next verse. And if Christ be in you, if Jesus, if Christ be in you, the body's dead because of sin. But look at this. The spirit is life because of righteousness. The spirit is alive because of righteousness. Why? Because that man, Jesus, who was a God, humbled himself, became a man, and he went to the cross for us, and he took on our iniquities and our diseases and our sins and our perversities and our poverty, and he took it on the cross, and he bore it on the cross, and he paid for us. He became our sacrifice. He took on everything wrong about us, and he died in that sin, in that poverty, in that sickness, and he went to hell for us, for you and I. He went to hell for you and I. Why? Because he wanted to make us alive again. He wanted to make us alive. And he went to hell and he paid for us. And it says the father saw the travail of his soul in hell. And he said, that's enough. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied with that sacrifice. They're all coming out. They're all going to be made alive. Anybody that receives his son, Jesus, will become alive. Alive. And how's it proved? Jesus rose from the dead. He was raised from the dead. Jesus came out of the grave. I love it when you consider it. It says in Psalm 18 that the Father's nostrils blew out air and he saw the depths of the earth and he came and it says he drew Jesus out of many waters. He pulled him out and he put him back in that body and he healed that body. And you know what that body did? It took a breath. It took a breath. The man came out, sat up, and walked out of the grave. Never to die again. 
never to die again. And that spirit that came out of that grave is the one that will come in you when you're born again. That spirit will come in you when you are born again. Now, go back with me to John 3, verse 17. Jesus said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Might be saved. That's where born again and saved are the same thing. They're the same thing. It's putting the spirit of Jesus in us. It says that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him, Jesus, is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And who is that name? Jesus. Jesus. Turn with me to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. I'm going to just reiterate this. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Do you see that? He that is joined to the Lord, not the Holy Spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. One spirit. When you are born again, that spirit will go in you. That spirit will become part of you. And it will become one spirit with you. And you know what happens with that spirit? You become alive. You become alive. Your life begins. Your eternity begins. Now you say, okay, how am I supposed to be born again? Remember, Jesus said you must be. You must be. Jesus said you must be born again. Your denomination may not say it. The church you go to may not say it. Your social gatherings on Sunday may not say it. But Jesus said it. He said you must be born again. Now, how are you? Go with me to Romans 10. It is not hard, folks. Thank God it is not hard. Thank God it is easy. Thank God he meets us on the way. Romans 10, verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which I preach that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again for you. Nine, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I believe that you are raised from the dead for me. Done. Done. Do you see you don't have to confess every sin you've ever done? It doesn't say there you have to confess every sin. God knows what you've done. And he is coming to get you out of what you've become. That's what Jesus was sent for. If you are in a mess, Jesus will come. Call on his name. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead and you shall be saved. You shall be born again. You shall have Jesus in you. And you know what? Then you have the privilege, the authority to become a son of God. A son of God. You know what's neat about being a son of God? 
every need is met. And every time you're in trouble, oh yeah, there'll be trouble. Every time you're in trouble, he comes and he gets you out. That's being a son of God. When you need money, the money will come. When you need healing, the healing will come. When you need the mess fixed, the mess gets fixed. And if you are in desperation right now, you need to call on that name. You need to say, Jesus, come take me. Come take this life. Be Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead. And he comes. The man comes. And he will meet you anywhere. He met that man with Smith on a road, a dark road in the middle of the night on a road in London. What a wonderful place to be. What a wonderful time to meet the Lord. We've got some days coming, folks, that aren't pretty. You can turn on the TV and see that. You can't get through this without that man. You need that man in your heart. You need that man leading you. You need that man holding you up. You need that man guiding you into all truth. Jesus said, you can't even see the kingdom of God unless he's in you. So let's get him in you. We are going to finish with some more music. And what I would like you to do is, if you want born again, say those words. Jesus, be Lord of my life. I believe you are raised from the dead. And he will come, and he will become part of you. And your spirit and his spirit will become one, and you will become alive. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.